The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 29 Chapter 29 By the time I rolled out of bed and washed the crust out of my eyes, Vini was in the kitchen stabbing at a pie and knocking back a pot of coffee with Dickie. Dickie offered me a fat slice of cherry pie. That one of Ma's pies? Sure is said Dickie. Picked it up fresh on my way down the knobs. Brought the Chevy back. She's purring like a kitten. You gals could race that old heap into five hundred if you wanted. I took the pie, poured myself a cup of dark coffee, and sat down to breakfast. Vini said Dickie knew the whereabouts of the purple gremlin. I almost choked on my coffee. Where? Sheena parked up on the knobs. Lover's overlook, said Dickie. By the old dump? Yep. It was up there about an hour ago when I rolled down the knobs, giving the Chevy's brakes the old test drive. Was there a tent sticking out of the back? Sure. Canvas thing. You see any sign of a sloppy guy with a beard? Nah, it was all quiet. The windows were fogged over with dew. It was pulled in under smoke trees. Why are you asking? Dickie swigged his coffee. Vini filled Dickie in on Darnell, how he had stolen the gremlin and was wanted for skipping bail, how he'd been digging around out at the mansion. Dickie pushed the green seed cap back on his head. You gals ought to send boots up there to get Darnell. I don't like the thought of you two messing with the likes of that fella. Vini shrugged. We mess with a likes of Darnell every day. Heck, I was married and all messed up with something worse than Darnell. And I'm all fine and dandy now. You was younger than Lavinia. Sweet of you to say, Dickie. The smooching started in. I buried my head in a second piece of pie. Dickie laid the keys to the Impala on the table and said he had to scoot. Promised Bud I'd help him toss some hay before the heavens part and it rains. See you gals later. As soon as Dickie was gone, Vini told me she had a plan. We need to make payroll, right? Technically, that's Harry's job. He's supposed to pay us. Like I said, we need to make payroll. We wait on Harry, we'll be eating our three squares off the free sample tables at the Costco. She had a point. What's your plan? Darnell is worth a couple of big ones. If we get him to the Salem jail over in Washington County, his bail money would cover our next payroll. Sure would. So, I was thinking... We take a drive up to the top of the knobs. The old dump? Vini nodded. Darnell is a pretty big guy. Won't we need more muscle? Oh, he's fat. He'll be stoned. Once we get him down, he'll be like a penguin. 
He'll never get back up on his own. I could sit on him. You could twisty-tie his hands. We could shove him into the gremlin, deliver him all trussed up over to the fuzz in Washington County. It sounded easy enough, and maybe it would have been easy. But by the time we got to the top of the knobs, the gremlin had vanished. We could see its tracks in the mud. Darnell had left behind some PBR beer cans and a bag of trash, but the car and the man were nowhere to be found. Vini and I consoled ourselves by stopping at Ma Horton's pie shed and sharing a blueberry crumble for brunch. We ate it right there in the Impala, the doors wide open, listening to the chickens cluck. Dewey, the rooster, was perched high up in a pawpaw tree, crowing like he was Godzilla with tail feathers. The pie was still warm, so it slid down easily. Cheered us both up a good bit. Vini asked why we didn't just live on pie. I said we ought to give it a try, and got another pie to go from the shed. Apple this time. We were just fixing to drive down to the office and check in with Harry. Maybe he'd found us some work. When I got a text. It was from snot-nosed Pooter Johnson. I know where Darnell is. Share reward? I thumbed back. Maybe. Where are you? Meet me in the library parking lot. I showed Vini the screen and she nodded. Why not? I fired up the Impala, and we were at the library, chawing with Pooter in no time. Pooter hitched up his shorts. He straddled his banana seat bicycle and leaned precariously into the open window of the Impala. He was bare-chested with a bad sunburn on his shoulders and nose. He was doing his best to convince me and Vini to give him a cash reward up front in exchange for the whereabouts of Darnell Zykes and his gremlin. Vini said, No deal, punk. Pooter pushed off the Impala. He popped a wheelie in the lot, then came back and leaned onto the car again. I thought old ladies was sweet. That is her being sweet, I said. Normally she has the personality of a porcupine. Look, cried Pooter, all I want is a hundred bucks. I watch TV. Snitches get paid. You find Darnell and you'll make some sweet bucks. I'm asking for a little cut. A commission. Not being greedy nor nothing, just trying to make an honest buck. You want to deal or what? Boots cruised by and flipped his cherry and whooper at us, but then kept right on rolling. Vini said we could guarantee a C-note but only if we caught Darnell and got our full reward. Pooter hemmed and hawed. How are you going to bring in a big fella like that? We got our ways. Besides, his brain's not all that big. He's ass, mostly. Shake on it? Pooter thrust his dirty little hand into the Chevy's window and reached across the front seat toward Vini. Vini gave him a high five. Ten minutes later, we were out by the river at the turnoff to the Moon Glow Motor Lodge. We'd thrown Pooter's bike in the trunk and given him a ride out. There he is, Pooter said, just like I said. 
Pooter pointed straight ahead toward the covered bridge. The purple top of the gremlin was visible in the weeds, not far from the moon glow's front office. The dimwit had parked in almost the exact same spot as before. The hatchback was down, the tent was gone, the front driver's door, which faced away from us, was open. It looked like someone was hanging out the door smoking, maybe getting some fresh air in the car. Smoke curled above the door. Vinnie and I eyed each other as Pooter spun away on his bike. Later, grannies, he yelled, not waiting around to offer assistance. I'll take the passenger side, I said. Vinnie grabbed her BB pistol out of the glove compartment and stuck it in the waistband of her capris. Let's roll, Louise, 